0: All right, let's give a hand clap of praise for the graduates that we have. We've got a couple of them here today. How many of you know that there's a... You guys are not going to believe this. These are the people that have actually graduated, whether it was high school or college, but uh, Tatum is here today and Macy is here today. Let's give them a hand clap. Praise the Lord. But Raymond Eilers, Trey and Trinity Meliza, Sarah Warren, Angel Morales, Cade Marlatt, Caitlin Harris, Kobe Gaynor, Vanessa Gaynor, all of those either graduated from high school or college. And I just want to thank the Lord for that. Let's just thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah. So I began to think about what could I say that would matter to the graduates? What can I say that would matter that would give you something that you could take home with you? So I'm going to kind of focus in on Tatum and, and Macy, and, but I'm going I'm to also make sure that you guys also can get something from this. Amen? So I want to give you something. I want to give you five things that I believe that will make your life better. Does anybody need anything to help make their life better? Anything? Anybody need anything to help make their life better? It's like, preacher man, you don't even have any idea. I need a lot of stuff to help my life better. But I'm going to give you five biblical things that we're going to talk about to be able to make your life better. So turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. Get ready because Romans 12 2 says don't be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the what renewing of your mind. So there is a transformation process that we're all on and I think about the graduates. I think about you guys and I think about the, the next steps that you're taking, you know out into the world. It's like well to the real world. <laughs> but we also got those that are going to join us online, those that have graduated from college. They've got their experience some things they're stepping out into. And, and I am so excited about that. But there's a transformation process. And just because you graduate doesn't mean you just quit learning. Just because you graduate, Tatum, doesn't mean you just check it off the box and then just kind of slide in for the rest of life, right? When, when, what we do is we've got to realize that God wants us to continue that transformation process. So number one, I'm going to give you five of them. Let me give you this first one. Number one is you've got to believe God has a plan and a purpose for your life. I thought about focusing the plan and purpose. Everybody say plan and purpose. But I think it's really important that we believe that God has a plan and purpose. So, you know, although we've got highlighted the plan and purpose, God has a plan and he has a purpose for your life. Well, pastor, what happens if I've gotten off track? Guess what? God's still got a plan and he's still got a purpose for your life. But you've got to believe it. Everybody say Believe. So we've got to be able to believe. There's, a, there's having faith in that. We've got to come to that place where we before, where, where we like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what direction I'm going to go, right? Macy's like, what direction am I going to go to? Tatum's like, I don't know. I'm not sure what my next few steps are. But there's got to be more to life than just paying rent. There's got to be more to life than just putting gas in the the tank and getting from one place to another. There's got to be more to life than what we just walked through today. Shelly and I said, we do some stuff and then we go to sleep. We wake up again and we what? Do some more stuff. There's got to be more to life than just doing stuff. Is anybody listening to me today? There's got to be more than that, because we've got to be able to say, this is what I need, this is what i got to have, but we've got to believe that God has a plan and purpose for our life. God has a plan whether you believe it or not. See, the key is that God has a plan and purpose for Macy's life. God has a plan and purpose for Tatum's life. God has a plan and purpose for for Kate or Caitlin's or Kobe or Vanessa's life. He's got a plan and purpose for those things, but they've got to believe it. I've got to believe that God has a plan, and and His plan is for good things. Can I get an amen? I mean, we're talking about stuff in life that we walk through that's difficult, it's hard, but God wants to turn that and work that out, and I'm going to give you a couple scriptures because here's what happens to those of you graduates that are here. Here's what happens is sometimes you got your parents, right? And they're like, here's what you need to do, (laughs) I love the parents, but the truth is when mom or dad says, here's what you need to do, here's what you need to do, you need to listen to it, you need to take it in. But what you want to do is you want to hear from the Holy Spirit. You want to hear from God. So God says, here's what you need to do, and then we're like, E.F. Hutton, what is that? Here's what I need to do, here's what I need to step into. So when you need to have somebody that says, you know, you, you, you need to decide to do this, you need to decide to do that, you need to decide, you've got to make a decision. And it's, isn't it hard? Because sometimes in life we're trying to make a decision. Just make a decision and go that route. Well, that's the easy part. The hard part is this, is God wants us to discover our gifts and our talents and our abilities. God wants you to discover what he has for you. God wants you to discover what he wants from you. We we, we can decide. We've made a decision. We follow Christ, and we've made that decision, but now we've got to begin to discover. So recently we had, we took a Saturday and, and uh, Tonya was, Pastor Tonya was, was preaching. So I didn't have to spend as much time uh, on that Saturday. It was really a different Saturday for me because, you know, for 24 years, most every Saturday has been tied up with studying the word of God and getting ready to pray and praying and getting ready to preach and everything else. So we went to go, um, you know, pan for crystals. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We went to uh, where did we go? Yeah, the Great Salt Plains and there was what we had to do is we had to discover that there was something in the ground I dug a hole (laughs) I dug a hole about that deep and water got in there and I'm like, I don't see any crystals I don't think this is really fun, you know, and then and then Rachel and Sophia They got out farther and they were like, oh we got them And then this guy walked back and he had a whole bunch of them. He said look at these crystals and I was thinking where did he find those crystals at because that's where I want to go and he said well, it's out there farther it had rained Listen the night before it had rained we you guys remember the, the rain that we had last weekend or the it was right last weekend Right last weekend. It was that Friday before Thursday or Friday before well Here's what happened and a lot of people had been out there before anybody been out to the salt plains and done that We've got three or four or five of you get what, what happened is the, the the rain had washed over the dirt and some of the mounds that were dug, there were crystals laying right on top. You didn't know they were there the day before, two days before, because they were what? Hidden. They were hidden and then when the water from the from the showers the rain came It began to wash that and we were able to walk out there and man I was looking at and and there's Rachel and Sophia and they're just digging on these the, the, These areas and they're like look at this find this and find this and they were just laying on top But how many of you know if we'd have never gone farther? We would have never discovered where they were So I want to say this to the graduates those that are watching us online that I say that God wants you to discover what he wants you to do. So, it's okay if you want to decide, but I want to encourage you to discover it. Discover it, just like those crystals. So, number one, he says he has a plan and a purpose for our life. Let me give you a couple of scriptures, because y'all are a biblical church, and you want the Bible to back it up. So, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5, he says this. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world... Having what? Predestined us as adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to his goodwill and pleasure. He chose us. Isn't it nice to be chosen? So when I was growing up in high school, middle school, grade school, I was the smallest one, right? So when it came to play basketball, how many of you know I got chose last? (laughs) But isn't it so cool because God will take you and he'll choose you right now? He'll choose you right now to, 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 to do what he wants you to do. He'll choose you right now to be able to do some things. And it's going to be according to what? His good will and his good pleasure. So no matter what comes your way, you need to be able to be settled that God is for you. You need to be able to get settled today that says God's got a plan. Even if you veer off to the right or veer off to the left. Because, Pastor, I have veered off. And guys, I've veered off to the right or I've veered off to the left. How many of you know I believe that God has a plan for my life and every road is going to come back to that plan? Oh, come on, somebody. Don't you know every road that we have in Woodward leads to Oklahoma City? Right, you can go around Amarillo and take I forty, but it's going to end up in Oklahoma City. Right, you can you can go over here to I thirty five, and and you can come back in. It's going to go into Oklahoma City. So those roads lead back to that. And God says that. And of course, we know our wonderful scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, says, "For the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, not to harm you, but to give you what? Everybody, to give you what? Come on, help the graduates give you what." Hope and a future. A future. I think they need to know, Tatum, there is a future ahead for you. Macy, there's a future ahead. I don't know what it is, sis. I wish I could tell you what it is. You know what I mean? But, but you, you, you guys are both amazing, and you're going to be able to discover that future, and you're going to be able to walk in that future, and you're going to be able to, to be honoring God in that future. So I'm just telling you today, just don't decide, but discover what it is that God wants for you. It's Jesus said, it's not my will, but it's yours, God. And do we pray that way? Father, not my will, but yours. Not my will, but yours. Number two, number two, do not let external circumstances control your life. Ouch. Do not let external circumstances control your life. What happens to us, we can allow it or let it control our life. The hurt or the pain or broken relationships or God not doing what we thought he should do when he should have done it, he should have done it this way. We let those circumstances control our life. But when you look in Hebrews chapter 11, I'm just going to give that to you, those of you that are taking notes. Look it up, and it talks about the the chapter of faith. We call it the the faith chapter. But I'm here to tell you, everybody there in Hebrews chapter 11, they were mocked. They were scourged. They they, They were in chains. They were imprisonment. They were made fun of, they were stoned, they were sawed in two, they were tempted, they were afflicted, they were ill-treated, they were made fun of. You talk about being bullied, they had gone through all of the stuff in which they had gone through, and I'm here to tell you that those outside circumstances did not keep them from walking in the faith that God had for them, and to be able to accomplish what God wanted them to accomplish. Can I get an amen? Am I in the right church this morning? There's going to be outside circumstances. Life isn't just going to be so wonderful. There's going to be bad things that may happen. There's going to be struggles. I wish I could tell you guys that there would be no struggles and everything's going to be rosy and wonderful. But that's not the truth. That's not the truth in the Word of God. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty three. 23. It says, Imprisoned beaten with rods this was this was paul almost died he was whipped five times with 39 stripes there's a whole background of the 39 had sleepless nights he was cold he was hungry this is a man of faith but it's paul man it's the apostle paul i mean he was like the super apostle you know but yet he went through all of these difficult things and, and what his attitude was, that his attitude was, wait a minute. I'm going to go through these things, but if they kill me and I die, then I gain Christ. If I'm beaten and I die, or, and I don't die, then I'm beaten, I gain Christ. Are you with me? If there's anything that happens to me, I'm still going to gain Christ. It's all going to be for his glory. Amen. He goes on and talks about he was cold and he was hungry and he was thirsty. You know, he was shipwrecked three times. Now, he was, you have to understand, at one time I thought, well, why, why don't he just quit getting on a boat? Well, he, they made him get on a boat. He was a prisoner. <laughs> they put him on the boat, right? But but he would think that, man, if that happened to me again, I'm, I'm not going to do that. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, it says, Paul talks about this, and I thought about it this morning. When the prophetic word began to come out about about the things in our lives and God's going to do a breakthrough and there's something that's going to be broken off of you. And there's something that's going to be broken off our lives. Paul said, we're hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Come on, that could be each and every one of us, couldn't it? As long as we operate in the faith and we continue to believe he has a plan and a purpose for our lives, right? As long as we continue to believe that, then then we know that when I get knocked down, I get back up. You heard me say it. You're the energizer bunny. You just take a licking and keep on ticking. Amen? You know, you just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. And that's what I want. If anybody says anything about me at the end of my life is that he didn't quit. He could have quit, but he didn't quit. And I know Tatum is not a quitter. I know Macy is not a quitter. And I'm excited about what's going to take place. And all of the other ones that, that have graduated from high school and college that will watch this later, they're not quitters. They're, they're, they're getting involved in life, and they're stepping into what God has for them. Why would Paul say this? Why would he say we're hard-pressed on every side? Anybody ever feel hard-pressed? Yeah, we all probably could raise our hands. But we're not crushed. Oh, somebody needs to know that today. That there's some pressure sometimes from things in our lives, but you're not crushed. In other words, it's not over. It's not over. You can get back up. He says we're perplexed. Oh, the world, the world, the world this, the world that, this is happening, that's happening. But we're not in despair. We're not in despair. He said we're what? Persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. He said, I'll never forsake you. He said, I'm going to be with you always, always, all the time, through everything. He's going to be with us. He goes on and he says, we're struck down, but not destroyed. So it's really what takes place on the inside of us that decides how we live and what we accomplish. Outside circumstances are going to be there. This is for everybody, right? You want life? I want life a little bit better. Well, you need to know that those outside pressures, they're going to be there. You're not exempt from them just because you become a believer and follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus said it's the tree that brings forth its fruit, not its environment. It's the tree that brings forth its fruit, not its environment. Well, I will, preacher, once everything's right with me. I will when I get everything together. I'll come and serve the Lord sometime, but you know, I got to get this little issue taken care of No, i'm here to tell you you don't have to get it taken care of John 10 10 Let me give you a scripture first john 7 38 Jesus said if you believe in him from now from your innermost beings will what flow what rivers of living water from where on the inside not the external but the Inside, everybody say it with me, inside, from the inside. We want everything, the situation to be right. Well, you know, it's, if the weather is just good and it's not windy in Oklahoma, then I'll do that. <laughs> well, I got news for you. No matter whether it's windy or not, you need to do that. Are you with me? So life's going to knock you down time to time. Tatum, it's going to knock you down time to time but I know you, you'll get back up. Macy, it's going to knock you down. It's going to knock you down, but you're going to get back up. You know why? Because you got something on the inside of you. You got God that lives on the inside of you, and you're going to say, wait a minute, I'm not going to just allow this, to, this outside circumstance to take me down. Number three, everybody say number three. Believe that God desires us to have an abundant life in every area. An abundant life in every area. Every area. Can I say that again? Every area. He wants us to have an abundant life in every area. But pastor, I mean, this is okay. And, and I got a good abundant life. I got peace over here with this. That's good. But that over there is a mess. And it's just, it is what it is. It's just the way it is well it may be that way now but I'm here to tell you when you continue to to follow Jesus Christ and you wholeheartedly know that God's got a plan and a purpose for your life and you say there may be outside circumstances that are coming against me but I'm not going to let those outside circumstances hold me back I'm going to continue to get up when I get knocked down is anybody hearing me today when I get knocked down I got to get back up when something tragic happens to you or your family or your friends you can back up or you can move forward and i'm here to tell you god wants you to move forward because that's an outside circumstance because greater is he who lives on the inside of you than he that is in the world hallelujah come on somebody's uh, y'all need to be shouting better amen so think about that when all those things come after us when all those things come there and it's like why don't you quit why don't you quit i'm not quitting why because god lives on the inside of you Tatum, Tatum, you know, she was the center in the basketball team. I saw you throw some elbows, girl. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. It's okay. It was good. It's like, back off. <laughs> of course, everybody was, you know, a foot shorter than she was. So when they, she gave an elbow, it would be like me, Gardner, and hit me in the head. You know what I mean? It wouldn't just hit me in the chest. It would hit me in the head. So we've got to know that God wants us to have an abundant life in every area. There may be there's areas in my lives in my life that's not abundance. There's not abundance right there but it doesn't mean that God doesn't want that to be abundant. Romans 5:17, let me give you another scripture. It says if you receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. You'll reign in life. You'll rule in life. You'll rule, you will reign in life that's what god wants us to do god gave his best for you in jesus christ not so you could be knocked down but so you could get back up not so that you could be defeated but so you could have victory oh come on is anybody hearing me this morning So you would have victory you're gonna have victory you're gonna get back up and other people look like think you lost and you're like No, no, I didn't lose (laughs) I didn't lose because you don't know the whole situation and he gave his best If he gave his best for us Then then we need to be able to understand the attitude of what Christ is That he was willing to give his best for you And that's the attitude that we have to have That's that's number three number three is believe that God desires for us to have an abundant life in every area. Number four, real quick, in five things that I want to give you that I believe that will help your, your, your life better. I want everybody to have a better life. I want you to have a better life. When you go through difficulty, I want you to be able to resonate on the word of God and begin to say, this is what's happening. And it's resounding in with side of me that I can begin to rise up. Number, number four is live your life in a balanced way. And keep your priorities in line with the word of God. Live your life in a balanced way. Live your life in a balanced way. And keep your priorities in line with the word of God. Sometimes we kind of veer off, don't we? We kind of take a little detour. But I'm here to tell you that that road will lead back to God I'm here to tell you it'll lead back to his goodness. It'll lead back to his grace. We need to live our lives in a balanced way. So confession is good for the soul. Can I, You guys ready for this? You, knows, you know that I love highway patrolmen. I met two of them the last two weeks. <laughs> they were sitting right out here by the grain bins or just right above the track. And I was driving over to the Hope Center and I came from the other church. Or one time I came from Courtney's office and, 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 I, and I drove by and I was, you know, I, I was not texting. I really wasn't, honey. But I was emailing on my phone. You all know I'm pretty busy and, and I was doing a voice dictation email right? And I go across the railroad tracks, and I'm going to the Hope Center. So I go across the railroad tracks. I didn't even see the guy to my left. I go across the railroad tracks. I pull into the Hope Center, and right there they are in the day center that we've got set up. Everybody that's in the day center, plus our directors, and they're looking out the window, and guess what they see? Pastor Eric with a highway patrolman behind his car, his truck, right? So I... I do something that I don't recommend I got out of my truck I wasn't thinking so I'm I'm taking this voice dictation on this email and I drive in and I to the parking spot and I just park and I look in my rearview mirror and there's a high patrolman behind me so I get out of the the truck and 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 he he is uh, I realized then he was probably going he's out of the truck So I come out of the truck and, and and I said, "I'm sorry officer, what happened? Did I do something wrong?" He said, "You got your phone." I said, "Yeah, I'm 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 doing an email. I really was not texting." I said, "You know, it's like you can see if you want to. I was doing an email and it was a voice email." And he said, "Well, who are you?" And I said, "I just told him what I did and everything else." And and he said, he said, "Okay," cuz we were standing right there at the hope center. And he, <laughs> he said he said, "Okay." He said, "All right, all right, all right, all right." And and he jumped back in his car and he left. So I walk into the day center up there and we'll, we'll do a tour sometimes so you guys can see the day center. I walk in and there's, a, there's probably what? There's probably four homeless people and plus the people that were working there and they're hanging in and they're all laughing at me. I walk in, you know what I mean? I walk in and they're like, did you get a ticket? And then one of them that was in there, Dina Fisher, Dina was like, no, I told them that you would talk your way out of anything. <laughs> and I'm like, and that is not true. I, do, I don't do that. I was just honest and transparent. And, and you know what I mean? It was like, okay, so that happened on a Friday. And then on the following Monday, I had gone to Courtney's office and I came back and I did not put my seat belt on. <gasps> Let me hear you. Everybody go. <gasps> I didn't put my seat belt on. So guess what? I met another one. And where did I meet him? right in front of the day center. He pulled me again right in front of the day center, right? So I go across the deal, and I'm not even thinking about it. And, and you guys know me. Most of you know me. You're right. He wasn't thinking. I don't think. And I just went across the railroad tracks. I pulled in, and I looked. I was like, there's a highway me again. And I get out, right? And I get out. Well, y'all don't know this law, but there is a law about a seat belt if you have a farm truck. You know the law. It really, you you don't have, you can be exempt from wearing a seatbelt. You have a farm truck. So, right? So I get out of my truck, and there's a new officer. And I thought it was the same one. It was a new one. I get out of my truck, and I'm looking at him. And he's standing there, and he's like, stay right there. And I, and I said, what happened, officer? What did I do? He said, you didn't have a seatbelt on. He said, who are you? <laughs> I'm thinking, what is this? Is this like, you know, what's my line so i you know i said you know i the same officer asked me that two days ago or last friday you know and i'm telling him what happened then and i said i said well i you know a pastor church i said the hope center i said you know i've got some real estate property also and i have a farm and he goes farm truck i mean you should have seen the look on his face bryce it was like oh man he stepped back a couple steps. He was like, farm truck. He said, I was wondering, that, that's a nice avalanche for a farm truck. And he said, I was pulling you because you didn't have your seatbelt on, but you have a farm truck and you're exempt from having your seatbelt on. And I was like, officer, could I get you to record that for my wife? Would you? I want to get that for Shelly. Because <clears throat> I'm like, I've told Shelly a few times that, you know, that we're exempt. I don't necessarily have to put my seatbelt on. Look, that doesn't, get, that doesn't work, right? It was like, you know, she's like, still put your seatbelt on so I met him so I guess I need to order my life in a balanced way and I need to leave those highway patrolmen alone amen or I need to do those things you know y'all might be able to get away with it but I can't y'all might be able to slow and roll through a stop sign but I don't get to slow and roll through a stop sign right because I'll get caught if anybody else does I'll get caught but I just want to say praise Jesus for his mercy because I didn't get a ticket for either one and I bless the officers and I'm thankful for them and I'm just grateful that i didn't get that ticket because anybody know what those tickets run i don't know i don't even want to know about that but we need to be able to we need to live our life in a balanced way everybody say balanced so there's got to be some balance in our lives there's got to be some balance in our lives there's got to be some balance i talk to people that 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 don't have a relationship with god and i'm what are you doing about the spiritual what's spiritual you're you're a third spirit being actually two-thirds spirit being I didn't know that I'm not doing anything about the spiritual so there has to be a balance so I'm asking you graduates to be able to excuse me balance some things in your life keep Christ the center of your life he'll give you a couple uh, scriptures Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 says whatever we do in word and deed, we do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ whatever we do do it all in the name of Of Jesus Christ do it all in the name of Jesus Christ if you're if you're digging a ditch dig a ditch in the name of Jesus come on if you're texturing or painting do it in the name of Jesus if you're loading trucks or unloading trucks do it in the name of Jesus come on somebody if you're oil mogul guy you do it in the name of Jesus those are that's what I'm understanding that there's priority keep him keep him centered in your life because we have a spirit soul and body And if we're going to keep things in balance, we need to have it in balance. Because how many of you ever had to take your car in because it was out of tune? If you continue to drive it out of tune, it's going to break down for you. Many Christians are out of balance. Too much of something may not be good for us. Hebrews 4, 12a says, the word of God is what? Living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. If you don't have the book, the living word, the Bible, the Bible, in your life, get to know it, get to read it, you're never going to know what they are. So I want to, I if we got the video ready, were we able to get it? Because before we get to number five, I want to show this video for you guys real quick, if you will. Let's check this video out because this is important for all of us.
1: The future is a million little choices. The future is a million little choices. Or play video games. Practice two hours in the play video games. Or two hours at the movies. Two hours in the gym. Or two hours at work. Or a little extra play. A little extra work. Or a little extra play. Or let the sun go down on your anger. Get up or push the snooze button again. Take a potential client to the game or take a kid from a broken home. Spend that bonus on yourself or give it to a ministry that reaches out to pregnant teens. If we could get a picture of the future, if we could jump ahead 10, 15, 20 years and see the accumulation of our decisions, the chain of events we set in motion, how differently would we live today? How would we choose to spend our time? What would we walk away from? How would we treat the people around us? What would we choose to pursue with passion? Where would we choose to invest our skills and our resources? Your future is a million little choices. And it starts today.
0: A million little choices. It brings me to number five. Because we have choices, we make choices all day long. We make decisions all day long number five is make quality decisions what decisions are we making that's not quality sometimes we want quantity but i believe we also need quality the sum total of our life is really based on some of the decisions that we make there are things that happen to us that we may be in this wrong situation or the wrong place but I've heard it said this way, that the mistakes that we make are not as important as the lessons we learn from them. And we make a a million little decisions. Decisions will impact your life in one way or another. Decisions can impact your life for good or bad. Decisions can impact your life and have impact on others around us you ever just made a decision and then realized, oh man, that wasn't a good decision. It kind of affected this person and that person and affected this one and that one. And a lot of times we make those decisions. So what do we need to do as graduates that are stepping out into this big bad world, the world of amazing stuff, the world of an endless dream, maybe we need to pray. Maybe we need to ask for wisdom. Maybe we need to ask for counsel. Just because I mean I was one that when I when I graduated from high school when I graduated from high school, of course I wasn't even living in my home. I had moved out the year before When I graduated I wasn't gonna ask anybody anything because I had it all figured out Somebody said one time what would you take back or do differently? I said I would do that differently But what about if you asked on the decisions that you were to make Tatum and Macy How it affects you? It's a good question, isn't it? How does it affect me? What about if you were to ask, how does it affect others? If I do this or if I do that, how does it affect others? What's the influence it's going to have on other people? What's it going to take? Be careful what you compromise on, okay? compromise is when you accept what you don't believe because you're not willing to fight for what you do believe. You believe that God has a plan and purpose for your life, then keep fighting for that. You believe that outside circumstances are not going to control your life and you're not going to let them control your life, then you keep fighting for that. You believe that God wants you to have an abundant life in not just some areas, but all areas in your life, and it's not all that way yet. You keep fighting for that. Oh, come on, are you hearing me this morning? Maybe you want to live your life in a balanced way, and and you're looking to say, wait a minute, I kind of got out of balance here. You know, my wife and I um, have an amazing relationship, but it's taken work. She's really had to work hard. She's had to forgive me time and time again. She's had to love me when I wasn't lovable. Come on, somebody. There's a balance in my life, and I have to balance that out. But we have to communicate about that balance. And when I do something, how does it affect her? When she does something, how does it affect me? And we could say, it doesn't matter. This is just me, baby. It's all my life. It's what I do. I want to do what I want to do, and I want to do it my way. Well, how about if we were able to do it God's way? How about at the end of our time where we could say, I've done it God's way. God, I wanted to seek you and and get prayer. I'm not willing to compromise on what I believe, and there's going to be opportunities for you to compromise that. The quote by Edwin Lewis Cole, it says, What you compromise to gain, you will lose. What you compromise to gain, you will lose. So we believe that God has a plan and purpose for our life. That's number one. Number two, that we're not led, or we're not going to let outside circumstances rule our life, lead our life. Number three, well, I want to believe that God desires me to have an abundant life. John 10:10 says, "The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy." Jesus said, "I've come to give you life and have it to you, and you have it more abundantly." And he was like, well, you're talking about being rich. I'm not talking about being rich. That's maybe part of it, but I'm talking about having peace. Having peace when you go to the courtroom and you watch your son or daughter incarcerated and taken away. Having peace when you have to make a bad decision or a a difficult, let me put it this way, a difficult decision. That you think it's a bad decision right then but 10 years later you found out it was the best decision you could have ever made i had to have my older brother he's three years older than i am they had to have him and taken to rehab because there were some situations in his life that needed intervention that was before the show was so famous he had to have intervention But we look back now and say, we're glad we did that. When we look at those things and we realize that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Does that mean you're going to live a stress-free life? (laughs) No. No, you're not going to live a stress-free life. I'd love for you to. It'd be awesome if you were able to do that. But we'd probably be spoiled rotten if we just nothing ever happened that we didn't have to overcome. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life, Zoe, Zoe kind of life, and give it to you more abundantly. Is that even possible, Pastor? I I don't even know if it's possible because my life's been such a wreck. It's been such a mess, or I've gotten off track. And I'm here to tell you, God wants to put you right back on track. In fact, you really are on track, you just don't realize that you are. You took a little detour, right, Terry? We go a little detour around the... Around to where God wants us to get to. He wants us to have a wonderful future. He wants us to have a full future. I'm going to ask, um, Shelly, were you going to bring a couple gifts? And Macy, if you and Tatum will just come on up. Will you just join me up front? She's got to have some pictures. I'm somebody that can take pictures. Shelly's got to have those pictures, right? You know she's the picture girl. I'm going to stand way over here. I just there you go hi how are you doing what's the weather like up there it's like I do the same thing to shorty it's like you know hey how's the weather up there we are really excited for you guys both and I hope today that there'll be something that God's going to impart inside you and that you're not going to quit and you're not going to give up and you're going to keep moving forward and you're going to have a purpose and a plan for that life. And when that comes against you, when the enemy comes against you and says, you're no good or you're less than, that you can say, no, no, I'm a child of the Most High God. And that makes me more than. And you're more than conquerors, you're more than overcomers. You are overcomers in Christ Jesus. So Shelly got some gifts and she wants to be able to give them to you. <laughs> so, She's like, you know, the boomers don't get the red color over there. We... <laughs> I, just want, um, I just want to have you guys, will you pray for us? Will you pray for them? How many of you know it's a, it's a tough world out there? But you're connected to the right place. So I just want to pray with you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these beautiful ladies. And I thank you for they are godly women and that the enemy may try to come and tell them that they're not and that's a lie. But they are and they'll know and believe that they have a plan and purpose. You have a plan and purpose for their lives and God that you're going to be able to walk out that plan. And they know that their outside circumstances are not going they're not going to allow and let those outside circumstances control their life. Yes, it may have an impact but it's not going to control their life. They're going to be able to rise up above everything that the enemy comes at them with because they belong to you. God, I thank you that they're going to live their lives in a balanced way. They're going to keep Christ-centered in their lives today. As their parents are in a transition now and they're allowing their children to step out and be who you've called and designed them to be, God, we just ask your richest blessings to be upon them. I speak a blessing over each and every one of them that you continue to strengthen their minds. You continue to strengthen their physical bodies. You continue continue to, to, to give your grace and your mercy as they grow in the things of you. I thank you for them. They're beautiful. They're wonderfully made. They're amazing individuals, and you've created them in your image and in your likeness. And we bless them right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, let's congratulate the graduates again. You guys can be seated. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! They're going to they're discover what it is that God has for them. So what about you today? We saw it designed for the graduates, but what of these things can you take home? Can you believe that you have a plan and a purpose and a destiny? Can you believe that you, God wants you to have an abundant life? To have joy in the midst. I don't know why what's going through in my life, but sometimes I just keep, I just keep smiling. Shelly's like, what you grinning about over there? <laughs> I'm like, oh, just some situations. You know, I think it's what, is it Psalms? It that says that the, that, the, that the Lord sits in the heavens and He laughs. At what the enemy's wanting to try to do in your life. Will you guys stand to your feet today? Thank you for being part of this today. Let's give the Lord another hand clap please of these graduates. We are blessing them. Those that are joining us online. That have graduated from college and other, other high schools. We just bless them. I just want to tell you guys today. That this word may have been designed for the graduates. But you can take something home with it also. Maybe your life's not balanced and maybe it needs to be balanced. How do you go get it in balance? You don't, you can just ask the Lord, get alone with him. You say, God, help me balance my life. Maybe there's some accountability of others, friends or family members or parents or grandparents that can help you balance that life. Or grandchildren can sometimes help us recalibrate and balance our lives because we can get it out of balance. Maybe there's some things that take place there that you've got to allow God to do. I'm asking you to get alone with him and find out these things. Let me pray with you today. Father, I know today, especially with the graduates, especially with the Woodward graduation this afternoon, you continue to be with the families of all of those that are walking across that stage. Be with the parents that maybe their first child is leaving home. They just need some encouragement. They need to know things are going to be okay. Be with the students as they continue to learn and grow. God, those that are here today, I ask you just to richly bless them. Encourage them when they're having difficulty. Give them strength. Your word says that when we're weak, you are strong. Give them strength when they're weak. Let them continue to seek you and Keep their lives centered on Jesus. Jesus, you said you would never leave them nor forsake them. So when they're lonely, when they're feeling alone, that you're with them. And they're reminded of that. Release your goodness and your grace upon their lives right now. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Listen, you guys be blessed. Have a g- awesome afternoon today. Have a great afternoon today. You're going to do real well, wonderful. We bless you. We send you forth. If you need prayer today, let us pray for you. God
1: bless you. Have a great afternoon.